Hello, and welcome back to Dive In with Exo Swimmer Girl Exo. I am your host, Exo Swimmer Girl Exo, um, also Catherine. I hope you've had a wonderful week. It is um, Pride Month, and like I said on the last episode, I will be highlighting um, like charitable organizations um, that help Pride Month, I guess, like that help advance the rights and of LGBTQIA plus individuals. The organization that I'm highlighting this week is Out and Equal. So Out and Equal is a nonprofit dedicated to ensuring that all workplaces across all industries have a culture of belonging. Donations help the Out and Equal team as they work with executives, HR and diversity inclusion professionals and LGBTQIA plus employee resource group leaders to train them on how to better their workplaces from the inside out. I will have a link in the bio and like the notes of this if you want to check them out. And, um, also, I highlighted last week, we have like, sorry for this admin, I made an, a Facebook group if you guys wanted to join. It's like private. I accept people in. And um, I was saying if anybody knows of any like pride events that we can go to locally, I would love people to be able to connect in that way. Um, so yeah, that is that for this week. Um, diving right in, I am recording again from the extra, like this guest room in my parents' house, which makes my parents' house sound fabulous. It is fabulous. Um, but for some reason, the guest room thing just made me literally feel as though I was, I don't know, in like a novel. Um, I'm recording from here again. I'm going to be with my parents until I move to California in July, like after the 4th of July. And, um, I am midst transition. So all week in the past week, I've been like moving out of my apartment, which you really don't realize how much stuff you have until you need to move it all. And coordinating with my boyfriend, Nick, who lives across the country um, in different time zones. And I wanted to hop on and dive into, um, it's like every episode is just me bragging about him, but really dive into how thankful I am. I am, I am, sorry. Um, I'm sounding like a ham. That must be someone from above trying to say that to me, that I have such a great partner. I think a lot of times, <clears throat> sorry for the cough, it's also allergy season and your girl has many allergies. Also, sorry for saying your girl because I'm pretty sure we stopped saying that in 2017. Anyway, I digress. I think there's so many conversations and it's so fun to talk about dating. I talk like I'm in a relationship. Um, I've been in a relationship for like a bit, but you know those like, things online when people like been in a relationship for like one minute and now you know everything. But I think I've always thought this way that the conversation about dating online, I think it's really interestingly like scattered, I guess. There's a conversation about dating and going on dates. And then there's a conversation about what happens when you're in a relationship, which is like a partnership. And I feel like a lot of my life I have been told that you want to pick a good partner. And I think everyone, especially people in the dating sphere understand that. And they're like, that's what I'm trying to do. Find the best partner. And People are like, because life gets tough. And you're like, well, that's kind of depressing. But I think I have insight for that now. Like the logistics of moving across the country um, are intense. Like I'm cleaning out cabinets, figuring out how to ship my car, um, just like the day to day. And Nick is on the other end of what I'm doing right now. He's like, it's like when you're teaching like a toddler to walk, like one parent lets the toddler go and the other parent is the person the toddler walks to. You need both actively working to like play ping pong or to be on both ends for a partnership to work. And I think I'm realizing, well, if you are in partnerships. And so what I'm realizing is I've had my fair share of relationships. Obviously I have a TikTok account like dedicated to moving on from them and stuff. 
And I've never felt as though I had someone I could let go to. And that's been something I've been looking for and something I'm so thankful I have with Nick. Um, it's, it takes a delicate balance, like a Cirque du Soleil type balance to be organizing this this far. And Nick has made me feel like heard throughout this entire thing. Like I just drove back to my house. Um, I had to drop something in my office and it's like lunch now. And I was thinking on the drive back, like Nick was calling me and I was thinking like, I love him so much and so wholly, like wholeheartedly. And we have so much fun. Like honestly, when we get going, like we just laugh all the time. Like he is the funniest man I've ever met in my life. Um, and I never, ever want to lose that. And I don't think I will. But even if I didn't have that, he is like the only person that I think I could be in this type of partnership with. Like I was like, I trust him to handle things. And that trust is like something that takes so much practice to give, I think, because oftentimes we give so much trust to people who abuse it. And it is not our fault that people, it's not our responsibility and it's not our fault whatever happens to our trust once we give it. But I think we often feel like it's our fault because we want to avoid it being broken. Yada, yada, yada. I digress. I'm really thankful for Nick's helping this partnership because a lot of logistics of like dates I'm moving there and dates that he's here and dates and then we're going, we're actually, I do have to say, I think I will record a podcast, but I'm moving to California July 6th and then Nick and I are going to Hawaii July, like the week after. I feel like giving specific dates might involve someone, I don't know, I'm not supposed to do that, I guess. We're moving, I'm going to Hawaii the week after. And then the week after that, I'll be like in boxes and then moving again. So it's really exciting. And anyone who knows me, especially knowing me from growing up, um, I have an interesting relationship to routine. Like I function very well on a routine. Um, ADHD is kind of like a constant state of pivoting routines. So effectively, I'll do really great in that. With that said, it's a lot of a transition. And so... While ADHD, I think it's funny, like we're constantly pivoting about what we're focusing on. We also need that like transition time between tasks um, that have been studied in other executive functioning disorders. And so it's just like a funny dichotomy between the two um, that I wanted to highlight. Uh, it's just, it's going to be funny. And I really couldn't do it. I cannot picture doing it with anyone who is not Nick. Um, so that's great. I'm really lucky I have him. Another thing I want to highlight is... I made a TikTok video this week about like people, like pe some people have found, I don't, listen, I'm from a small town. Like I, I am from a small town in Massachusetts. I had the most lovely upbringing. I am from a beautiful town, but it is also, and not, but it's also very small. And when I started on TikTok, and I've said this before in other podcast episodes, I didn't connect my TikTok to my social media because I wasn't trying to get the same like fishbowl bubble that I get here. I just wanted to connect with people. And then I signed this contract and I got a podcast. I'm so excited about it. And so I thought, oh, I should connect to my Facebook or whatever. And that's kind of led in this. And there are some trolls and I don't like saying troll. I don't like that word, but there are some people, I think I'm starting to actually make it big because I'm starting to get some haters, which has been fun. And people have gone like out of their way with like fake accounts that follow like nobody to like randomly log on to podcast episodes and stuff. And I know I should let it roll off my back. Believe me, I have ADHD. I've been told to let things roll off my back my entire life. And I hate to break it to everybody. Um, if it hasn't worked yet, 
I suggest we have a different avenue to get the behavior to work or we recognize that this is just something that's part of Catherine's behavioral makeup. I'm a very reactive person. And so like, I don't know, something in turning 27, I've had it. Like some people will go on my TikTok and they'll leave comments and it'll just be like really gross stuff or like annoying stuff. And I'm telling you, I'm in my Victoria Paris era, who I love. Like she was one of the first people I followed on TikTok. I literally love her. Her content's incredible. I've talked about her ad nauseum, as you guys know, but like you crap talk me, you're gone. You are gone. Nope, done. I can, I can, it's a wonderful freeing feeling to block people. TikTok's a little harder because people's like usernames, like you don't have to think of one. So someone could be like my fifth grade teacher and it could be like user one, two, three, four, seven, and I won't really know. But um, I... I don't know. It's kind of freeing. I was always afraid to do that, honestly. And now I'm less afraid because the feeling's great. And there's always that fear. Like, I think there's a lot of commentary online that's interesting about like, people are like, you are so lucky you have an audience. Like, I feel like that is just, just drilled into people's heads. Like you are so lucky that people are paying attention to you. And if you take that literally, which I have with my ADHD, it can make you scared because you're like, oh, well, I need to continue to agree with all of these people because that is why people are paying attention to me. And you forget that while algorithms are totally, by the way, even TikTok's algorithm, like we live in an, a racist society that's inherently racist. We need to actively unlearn racism and unlearn this like patriarchal dichotomy of a society. So not everyone does have an equal shot and it is not okay. Um if you were pretending that we all did, people listen to you because you are having something new to say. Now, we know that is not true because we know that these algorithms favor so many things that are like a gross beauty standard. And I'm, I want you guys to know I'm very aware that I am a small, blonde, white girl who is straight and presents straight and talks about straight conversations online. Um, and I'm cis gendered. So I, I just, with all of that, I'm very, very lucky to have any platform. And so I hope that my goal is to uplift voices that are not mine, um, that wouldn't normally have a seat I'm being given for the like privileges, not like privileges, for the privileges that I hold. If you are somebody that wouldn't get a seat that I'm getting, I always want to listen. I totally want to listen. So I don't want to come across as though I'm like completely ignorant. I'm just like, kind of cluing you into my life that you can get in this like hole. Like I have a job outside of this and I'm getting an MBA. Like it's the summer. I'm not getting, I'm not going to classes in the summer, but TikTok is something I did for fun. And so sometimes I think recently I'm like coming out of this fog and where it was really, it gets really in your head about it. Like you get really overwhelmed trying to not like, I don't know. I just don't think even, I don't even know if I've seen a creator address it in a way that I think people are always going to say what you, like they're always going to talk about what you, say I guess and that sounds weird I saw Tinks said something a while ago prior to the Tinks things that we all saw online um that she was like you create art online and like what you're creating is art and art isn't meant to be understood it's meant to be talked about I think I'm like pulling from a lot of random quotes but I guess what I'm saying is I'm gonna try my best for every single day I wake up and I try my best to be as inclusive and as aware and more aware than I was yesterday With that said, I'm going to piss some people off while doing that. And if you are a straight, cis, white man and I'm pissing you off, I actually do not care. Um, But if I say something that's incorrect, I like that you guys hold me accountable and I appreciate that. I'm just doing a better job for my own mental health. 
of delineating who I hear from, you know, like I want to remind everybody that anything you see on TikTok, even if it's a three minute TikTok are three minutes of somebody's day, like they have 24 hours in their day. And I think sometimes we miss the context a lot. Like often people will make, I don't know. I just, you, you're never, I, I said this before on last, I've said this before in other episodes, but like you're never going to make everybody happy. That's a lesson that I'm learning in my own life. And since my TikTok is a lot of my life, I guess that's going to bring, like a lot of my TikTok presence is talking about my life. That is going to be a lesson we all learn together. I'm not going to make everybody happy. And I want to be true to who I am. And I have to mentally be okay that doing that is probably not going to make everybody happy at the end of the day. So I don't know. That rant probably made no sense to any of you. I'm really sorry. Like there are things I think I've just been like intrinsically aware of that aren't great. <laughs> not great, just like, but there are things I like and it's just, I don't know. We're going to walk this walk together and we're going to learn how at the end of the day, the, the most important opinion that will ever be on who you are is the one you tell yourself at night. And um, yeah. Like one of the things a lot of people ask me about clothes that I wear, which is awesome. Um, not as many as I'd like. Listen, I love clothes. I love an outfit. Okay. Um, it took me so long to get dressed the other day and I was like, am I in my Saturn return? Like I just love clothes. But a lot of my clothes are from Brandy Melville. Like I'm not going to lie to you. The love I have for their clothes are insane. Now they do not make inclusive sizing. And I understand that a lot of people are angry about Brandy Melville and they're not me. And so I'm not them. I can't tell them that it's not okay to be angry with them. Um, but I will tell you through and through, um, Brandy Melville is like one of my favorite clothing stores. I, it calms me down. Um, I'm lucky to have the access for that to calm me down. Like when I, since I heard about it, I think in college, I would make a giant order at the, for like a semester and I get like a couple of shirts and I, I mean, guys, like, I don't know, all the stuff I get from them lasts, like going through moving, you're going through all the stuff that you have. And I'm kind of on like a bit of a spending freeze, I guess. Um, donating all of the clothes that I haven't worn and kind of recently I've done a better job I think at the quality over quantity of my life like the quality of the relationships I have the quality of the time I spend the quality of things and I really don't want to contribute to this like global waste problem and I gotta say like the brandy clothes hold up over time and I'm, I just that's um, I'm, I, I do you know I, I was really open about loving them in college and then when I started to get like more of a presence on TikTok or like I think older people would like send me videos about the company and I was like I'm so sorry like it is I think that every clothing line should be completely inclusive and it's kind of like a dichotomy of thought I guess because I'm like I understand and I want to give weight to the opinions of people who aren't me with that said I may single-handedly keep Brandy Melville in business like I don't know I don't know what to say like I just love all of their stuff um, so I don't know, like it might not be a nice thing to say. You might hate me for it. And I guess maybe I'm just like getting ahead of, I don't know. Other than that, um, I do think sometimes in general, we as a society are more comfortable criticizing a person than a, than a overall, like, like an overall system, right? Like it's easy to cancel a person. It's hard to admit that the system that we exist in exist, like allows, certain types of people to go farther than other types of people due to the system being broken. And I think that social media is one that we're watching a lot of. Like, you know, people get canceled. So what seems to be super frequently and we seem to have like these really high expectations. Listen, 
when people are canceled, they have never offended. Well, not that they haven't offended. It's them offending a white, cis, straight, blonde girl is not usually, if it's a person who is a woman, um, like I'm not the target of that. So I don't get to accept an apology for something that I was not the target of. And I believe that an apology should be accepted or criticized or whatever by the person that was offended. Does this make any sense? I might be making no sense. But um, I do think it's interesting, the culture around, the culture that we have in which it's kind of like putting a Band-Aid on a pimple instead of like going to the doctor and getting a spiralactone like prescription. That's what I think we're seeing. Like people are like, I don't know why I keep getting pimples. And it's like, well, maybe you should go to a doctor. And I think sometimes a lot of the, like we talk a lot about government systems. I think a lot of our systems could benefit for some good doctoring. Does that make sense? Anyway, uh, might've just gone on the weirdest rant of all time. And if I did, I'm sorry. Some of you guys have reached out to me and said that you'll like, you love the episodes with Nick and it makes me feel really warm inside. And somebody was saying like, how did I know? Um, like I, I had a saw a comment on my TikTok and it's like, like, was it always this easy with Nick? And I get that a lot and I want, I will keep answering it. Yes. Everything with Nick was easy. Communicating with these with his easy. I feel like it feels like you're, I feel like a good dancer when I'm with him and I can't dance. Um, but I will say, and I want to continue and elaborate on this. I'm still learning at the end of the day to believe, to practice what I preach, but I truly believe it took everybody who wasn't Nick to meet Nick. I was always going to meet Nick at this time. I was always supposed to. That's what helps me sleep at night thinking that way. And often I, even on this podcast, like, well, I try not to joke on this podcast, but in everyday day-to-day talk, I talk about like, oh, I was in a relationship before and whatever. And I'm like, well, how did I know? How did I, none of, no time that, that you took to make a decision was wasted ever. You were always on time for your own life and life has peaks and valleys and it always will. And you will, I will, I trust Nick to handle this transition. This is still a transition for me. Like three days ago, I posted on TikTok, I had a panic attack because I started thinking, what if, and I hadn't slept and I was stressed out and I was scared of the ending of like this story of my life. I have lived with someone before and I remember one of my best friends telling me, um, she was talking about it with me. She's like, well, you'll never live alone again. And I was like, every bone in my body was screaming not to do it. And I was like, Ugh. and so I didn't feel this way. And moving across the country, which yeah, it's there's more like media out there but a lot of it is for Nick and Nick would move here I just want to move to California and I love him and I want to be with him it feels more it feels different and it feels right and I want to let you know that I have never been more sure of a decision of my life and the decision to go with my heart has never been easier but part of me kind of feels like the Grinch sometimes um and part of my heart does split and I everybody that I love and know in life is in the east coast And now I have, like, I feel like my, in the Grinch, like my heart has grown two sizes, right? Like I have people that I deeply love on the West Coast now and relationships that I'm excited to grow. And Nick has assured me to, I know it, that I will not be in the West Coast forever, that I will go back and forth and I will see people and everything. But I want you to know if any of you look up to me, that I am so sure of my decision and I cried to my mommy this weekend because I was sad about... And I was scared 
and I've never wanted to go out there. And everyone I love is here. And the thought that I would hurt people that I love by leaving them and the, like that, those thoughts exist in my head. You don't ever reach a state of life in which you can't connect to all the parts of humanity. And happiness is one of those parts, but it is not all of them. It feels safer to be sad with Nick, safer than anything. And I feel more sure. And there's a beauty and like a bit of the sadness of, it's, I don't even think it's sad. It's like a sadness and it's, it's a little fear. There's a beauty in that. I want you to know those thoughts don't mean a decision is wrong. Just because the season is a little more difficult, the transition is difficult, is different than the entire relationship being difficult. And I think I know that a lot because I've been in very difficult relationships. Moving in with my ex was the most difficult thing. I did everything on my own and I just, it was, everything was exhausting. And I think... I, I, a cornerstone of Nick that I've always felt to be true is loving Nick is the easiest thing that I've ever done in my life. And because I'm not exhausting so much energy trying to prove that I'm worth loving, trying to prove that we are different people than we are, it's safer for me to feel feelings that were uncomfortable. And I think when you're in a state, or at least me, when I was in a state of a very unhealthy, very unhappy relationship, I didn't have the energy to not try and fix it all the time. And Nick gives me the energy to be more present in every aspect of life, even the present, even present in the ones where I cry. And I believe everybody gets that if they want it. And so I hope, I hope that that has given somebody some solace. We're at the end of the episode, and I just want you to know that I love you all. Feel free to follow me on Instagram. It's exoswimmergirlxo underscore. Uh, on TikTok, I'm exoswimmergirlxo. Twitter, I'm exoswimmergirlxo. Um, share this with your friends. If you ever share any episodes with your friends, like tag me on Instagram. I love that stuff. Um, and feel free to join the Facebook group. Let me know of any pride marches or celebrations or um, organizations that are closer to you. Um, for next week. But until then, I love you very much and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.